0: How many times have you asked for what felt like was the bare minimum, but it just started another fight where they yelled at you and called you those names again? I guess I can't do anything right. Your feelings aren't my problem, right? And when the fight is finally over, once again, it's you that ends up apologizing to them, isn't it? Once again, you go first to try to repair or mend this relationship. Once again, you go back to bending over backwards to be seen or heard or loved. And maybe that's because, whether we want to admit it or not, That's what we're used to, isn't it? That's what makes sense to us. That's what's familiar. It's familiar to be told, quit complaining. It's familiar to be told you're not worthy of love or selflessness. We're used to feeling like we need to work to be accepted or respected. And you know what's so sad in all this? We constantly question ourselves. We question whether or not we're allowed to feel or need that, or maybe we are asking for too much. Maybe we are overreacting. Maybe they're right, right? Wrong. You are far too valuable for anyone to be mistreating you or yelling at you or calling you names. You are lovable and you deserve kindness and respect baseline. But when you already have that seed of doubt planted in your mind and somebody tells you with conviction that you're the problem, you're too needy, when they invalidate you or call you those names, sometimes it's really hard not to believe them.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's my Friday, the voice of reason back in the building live. On KBLA Talk 1580 in the heart of Leimert Park, a.k.a. Africa Town. And you know, when we want to poke the bear, when we want to slap the hornet's nest, I bring in Tony. Or when you want to get real. No, nah, Tony, you know. you going to
2: get real, son.
1: <laughs> I see my brother Tony Massey at the cigar lounge. I got another topic. I got something we should talk about.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. So I need you to set this up. All right. This is your chance. Okay. To set this up the way I set up shows. You probably can't. do I can't do that. Okay. I can't do that. All I right. That. All all right. So. That. That's a. That's okay. A lot so. Of all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> so let's do it this way. The fans want to know. Okay. What the topic is. And they want you to be able to ask them questions about the topic so that they can get a better understanding of it. I could do that. So, what exactly are you bringing to
2: VOR Nation All right. tonight? So, we're talking about, let me see. Let me let me, let me me break the topic down the way you did because I, I like the way you did it. Uh, let's see. Diet love. Uh. Can a relationship be sustained on diet love? Well, what is diet love? It's love watered down. <laughs> it's lo- I, I think it's love without all the elements of love. So you, can you be happy without love? Right. Can can you be happy with your idea of love? Mm. That's what we're talking about. Well, first you got to get it. No, I'm saying you got it. Okay. You got the love. Because the last time I was here, we talked about do you deserve the you know what you're asking? So you got it. You got everything you've been asking for. You got it. Mm -hmm. Now, can your relationship survive on your definition, your idea, your perception, your belief, Mm. what you think love is? Well, we just talked about being
1: enough. Right. And what you're basically saying is, (laughs) is your idea
2: of love enough? (laughs) That's Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Because I am of, of the opinion, and I and, and I and I, I can't wait for your listeners to <laughs> chime in on this. The the idea of real love is is there is a real love, right? And it exists, mm-hmm. but I think it's outside of the privy, the understanding. It's outside of the concept of an idea. Abso- absolutely, there we absolutely. go. Absolutely. So yeah. the love that we're all looking for, uh. It's not sustainable because it isn't real. It's satisfying, but not real. Hmm. And it's only satisfying until it has to be tested. I was about to say, it's
1: satisfying enough?
2: Until it's tested. So then when it gets tested... That's when we realize we've been drinking diet love. We've been consuming diet love this whole time. But typically, we don't
1: discard the idea. We discard the person. We keep the idea now. Oh,
2: exactly. So, uh, here's some of the questions: Are are you qualified to recognize true love when you experience it? What I I don't like the word qualified. Okay, but see that this isn't fair. You're always trying to Virgoize spirituality. You ask these Socratic (laughs) questions, and I keep my mouth shut. just asking for a, a little uh, opportunity. Here you what, go. you what, got it. What does it mean for someone to love or be loved properly? What does that mean? How do we define proper mm. love? How can we differentiate between genuine love and superficial affection? Mm. Can one truly feel love if the love they receive is conditional. And is true love conditional? Okay, stop. Hold
1: on. First off, mm-hmm. it is my express belief. And maybe you can help me with this. Sure. Because this is your topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one <laughs> that needs to be done. To be it, is, to talk about. it is my express belief that about 98, 90, 99% of all relationships... <laughs> Most of them are in a diet love space.
2: Yes, I I agree with. that. I believe they're
1: in a diet love space. I I believe if it is fulfilling for a time. For most people, that's good. Yeah, that's fulfilling for a little while. Right. Let's go. Right. Right. Most people are here for a good time. Not Not a long time. (laughs) So I don't really see the problem in what you're posing because most people experience those types of relationships. You've heard, you've heard me say it a a lot. Dr. David R Hawkins to me gave us a very powerful tool with the consciousness map that is located in his power versus force series of books. And love is such a rarefied state of consciousness. Right. Uh, it, I would I would venture to say, like I said, ninety nine percent of most relationships are in this: you do for me, I do for you. As long as you do for me, yeah. I'll continue to do for you. And when it comes to an end, we might be disappointed, but then we move on. So it's I, nothing.
2: I I guess I my pushback is we're still using longevity, a relationship's longevity. As a barometer for success. For its success. Right? We, yeah. We're we still celebrating. If someone says, uh, I've been married for 25 years, people go, oh, man, they, they, they clap. One, because it's not very often right. that people stay long. That, but does that mean that those two people are experiencing real love? Or uh, have they just gone through multiple periods of satisfaction and just didn't give up? Sometimes it's that. You know? Sometimes
1: it's that. Yep. Uh A relationship can shift into a companionate space. Mm. Is we've been together this long? Yeah, might as well see it out. (laughs) You know, sometimes it can shift into that, and then there's not a lot of love. Yeah, it's just that's what I know. He sleeps in the room down the hall on a twin. (laughs) You know, is that's what it is. But I, I I really believe that. The reason why we have all of these complex discussions and and conversations is that, A, people do not have a sense of self-awareness or self-knowledge. So they haven't really learned how to tap into what it means to discover love within oneself. Yeah. Which ultimately hinders them in their pursuit of cultivating a good
2: or healthy relationship. So should we change the vernacular then? Should we encourage instead of... Stop asking for real love. What are we asking for, then? Uh, uh, let's ask for what we really want. I, I need someone to fill this space. Give me sex. I, I want sex, companionship. I want to be heard. Uh, a fi- financial support. I want to be financially supported. Uh, I, I want you to, to bypass all of my issues and not make them an issue. Ignore
1: my wounds until I bring them to your attention, and then you must become the salve. Right.
2: Right. And then once... I'm satisfied, or once you're no longer able to give me what I need, I, I want you to exit. I want you to leave quietly, right? And and don't take half my stuff with you.
1: I'm gonna say this, and it might be controversial. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Hey, <laughs> I'm sick and tired of these conversations. Um, really? Yes, and I'm gonna tell you why. That's why I opted out of the relationship roundtable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did a great job. Thank you. I was glad. Thank you. You and Jamila, you guys. There was a relationship roundtable at our local cigar uh, spot. Grown folks business. It's called Grown Folks Business. It's at Drobe Stogie's. Uh, What is it? Once a month or something Uh, like that? Once every other month. Once every other month, right? And uh, my brother Tony stepped in and took over my hosting duties, and he killed it. He crushed it. Yeah. Uh, And I was very happy. Uh, So... But I, I get frustrated with these conversations because uh, people forget love is spiritual. Right. Spiritual is intangible. Yeah. It's ephemeral. It's not something somebody can grab on and say, from A to Z, do this. Right. And you'll have love. It's, 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 love is like God. It moves in mysterious ways. Well, And, and
2: I think that's the problem. It, it, it frustrates people that they can't understand God. Yes. Right. It it, it 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 takes a lot of faith and belief to surrender the part of you that says, I don't get this, but I'm a rock with it anyway. As long as it feels good. Mm-hmm. But once it stops feeling good, because mm-hmm. I, I just love how when, when so
1: you're really blowing my mind right now. 1-800-920-1580. Get in here and join the conversation. I think Tony is basically saying that most of us are in a relationship with a feeling. And when the feeling erodes, we're gone. See, I'm about to say something that's controversial. The psalmist said,
2: "When the thrill is gone.
1: I'm about to say <laughs> something. Listen, love doesn't have a light at the end of the tunnel because there's no end of the tunnel for real love. All this goofiness y'all involved in is not love. It's your feelings it's your attachment style. It's your attachment injuries. It's it's your upbringing. You're dating all this, and when somebody somehow colors outside of your proverbial lines, they're worthy of being thrown away. Yeah, they're worthy of contempt. Because I- real
2: love has no ending. Yeah, I, I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't think that people, I, I think the only agape love, the love that you're describing, mm-hmm. exists between a mother and child. And not every mother, mm-hmm. but I think that's the closest we'll ever get to it. I don't think so. There's no way a man and a woman can go into a romantic relationship and experience that type of love. It doesn't exist. Back to God Is God infinite? Again, the, I'm asking the, the God, the love that God has for I'm us. Just saying, the source no, of right. all that is—is is it infinite? Absolutely. But it is not a two-way. It's not a two-way let relationship. Me
1: ask, let me ask: Is God synonymous with love? He, God is. Okay. Let me ask. <laughs> let, me just, let me just keep asking. Let me just keep asking until I get somewhere. So, are you telling me there are aspects of the infinite God? Yeah. That are off limits to itself.
2: No, I'm not saying that at all.
1: Okay, cool. So, are we part and parcel, yeah. a drop in the ocean of God? <laughs> uh, uh
2: yeah. You see, you getting backed in? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm <laughs> trying. I'm trying to answer this question in a way that I do not believe that we specifically were created in. The image of God Well let's flip it another way I think Where does God
1: created, end And we begin
2: And vice versa As at, at, at soon as we start Thinking for ourselves At free will No That's Impossible
1: I, That would mean That would imply That there is something Outside of the purview Of the infinite There has to be There isn't So it, everything but Then is, you can't call it infinite
2: I feel like you're playing and A semantics game No with I'm that not I don't like it That's it logic It doesn't feel good No that's logic <laughs> It's not semantics. That's logic. Okay, so are you so because we are the creator's creation, we must have uh uh traits of the creator? What Is that I'm what saying? you're saying? We do have traits of the so creator. So we we because the creator can experience that type of love. Yes. Then we too. Yes. Maybe for our creator, but not for each other. Yes, for each other. No, I don't think so. Yes. Absolutely for each other. I don't think so. There's no way. We we have too many conditions on love in order to experience it that way. That means I have to love you in spite of you. Wait, hold on. Exactly. I can't do Absolutely. That. I can't now, do that. I, that's
1: because you. You got your definitions. But let me give you an example of semantics. Okay. God is beyond infinite. The universe is infinite. Now, if we were to break down that sentence. God is bigger than the universe. Bigger. There. <laughs> infinite there's nothing bigger than infinite right so you see the flaw in the sentence yeah if the premise of the sentence is god is beyond infinite right there's not enough information in that to validate the conclusion here what
2: is his conclusion the universe is infinite right which by definition is smaller than god even though it's infinite, but even though it's infinite, do you see the foolishness? Yeah, I get it. Okay, get cool. It. So,
1: it. some of you sounding a little bit like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when we come forward, <laughs> the voice of reason with his brother Tony Massey, we back in the building. Ladies, oh, that fiftieth anniversary hip hop playlist is on fire. Your brother Zoe Williams is back in the building, live on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty with the most. Riveting, inspiring, and thought-provoking relationship talk show
2: in the world. The
1: world, and I'm sitting here with my brother Tony Massey. Man, he struggles. He struggles. <laughs> I'm I'm Gucci. I'm yeah, good. I'm, I'm Gucci. <laughs> He's basically saying human beings cannot experience love at the same level that God experiences love. He's basically saying we can only experience that level of love,
2: unconditional love, for our kids no, and said, for God. No, I said mother to child. I don't think that fathers can, can do it. Wow. I don't. Wow. I don't. I think that fathers can experience uh, an, uh, a, a very high level of love, but I don't think that they can experience the same level that mothers can. I think the closest love that God has for us that we, we can witness on earth. Is to watch a mother love their child. I really believe that. Wrong. (laughs) How can my beliefs be wrong? I'm
1: judging Tony. (laughs) Wrong. This is a non-judgmental space. Right. And in two years, you
2: you haven't heard me judge Tony. Wrong. I'm not. I'm not diminishing the love that fathers have. I'm a father. I'm just saying that man I love my kids I, and I love mine crazy. I'm crazy I'm not diminishing the the validity the value the the uh, the complexity the veracity of the love that a father has for his child but you have to understand that the relationship between a mother and and the child starts at conception but not every mother has unconditional I, love You're absolutely right I, and I don't I don't believe that every mother represents that I'm saying that if you want to see unconditional agape love uh-huh. on Earth, then that's that's the only place that you can see it. Every oh, yeah, other form of So you mean love. A, re- a relationship? At that level, yes. <laughs> yeah. At that level. But from from peer to peer, partner to partner, no, I don't. Yes. I, so we've talked about this on this show I on know. several occasions. And I was right then too. Where people are <laughs> in these relationships with their handout. Right. Uh-huh. Without without they, they show up to the relationship with this idea of I'm here for I'm here to receive. Right. These are the same people that you're telling me can experience unconditional love. Yes. How they have to first overcome
1: whatever is happening in their spirit.
2: <laughs> they don't even
1: believe that love is spiritual. What, what I'm saying, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. OK. Life will send you through a tower moment. Okay. Several of them. All right. In order to get you to have a perspective shift, sometimes people who lean on their own understandings have to go and hit life's proverbial tower moment. Right. And when that happens, that's when you get a moment of, wow,
2: I was wrong. Do do you think that it's, do you think that there's more to be uh, gleaned from these conversations if we would just teach uh, incapable people to work within their capabilities You and your judgment of I others just, I just I, I, <laughs> It's just so hard for me to hear you Suggest that anyone can elevate If they just Anyone can No, they can't Yes, so, they
1: can Some people And are you're limited. saying The reason why most people can't adjust hmm is the very same reason why, why they're in these types of relationships where the bare minimum is just enough
2: to be okay. Giant yeah, love is fine I, for, for some people. Yes. Wow. It, it, because I mean, especially for the glutton, the 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 ones that are gluttons. You know, they're out here just just taking all the love. They some of them need to go on the So diet. you're saying they're like
1: spiritually
2: stunted or spiritually
1: deformed in some way. Hold your thought, when we come forward, (laughs) yes. We got phone calls, I wanna talk to Leroy and Englewood. We got a lot to talk about, Tony
3: in here rambling, I don't know. When we come forward, we gonna clear this thing up though. Concerning your situations, that is, and you know what, this is what I'm thinking. I feel like on a productive note, if you do choose to be productive during this time, because you do not have to be, but on a productive note, this is a good time to think about your life, think about your relationships, think about, you know, your goals, what you want to do, and who you want to be with and all that. And I feel like this is a time, a good time to assess all that, you know? You may not need to be messing with him. And that brings me into today's video. Today's video, we're gonna be talking about five examples of how to tell a guy is doing the bare minimum. Yeah, that's what we're gonna be talking about. Five examples of that because I feel like liking you and being attracted to you is not enough. What are you doing to capture my interest? What are you doing to maintain my interest? What are you doing to deserve all of this? You know what, turn her
1: off. Okay, no, go ahead, let, let, let her have her say. I'm sorry, this is a non-judgmental space, go ahead.
3: I'm excited to do this video, because like, why not? I feel like a lot of us are in denial about the guys we're with, a lot of us like to see potential in men that isn't really there, or we they, ne- they may never even meet up to their full potential. Do you know what I mean? So, I decided to talk about it. Okay, first things first, right? You meet a guy, he looks good, you look good the attraction everything is there right and he gets your number okay okay step up cuz I don't know about you guys but I'm a bit traditional when it comes to dating like I do not like to ask guys for the number or ask them out or approach them but you know what it's a new age now so I feel like it's good that you do but when guys do that okay clap to you all right you ask for my number what's next see that's the thing he has initiated right for you he's initiated asking for your number and he's gotten it what are you doing with my number? What are you doing with it? Have you done anything with it? Like literally guys will chat you up. Okay, you have my number. Day two. Okay. Day three. Okay. Week three, you still have not said anything like, hey, let's go out on this date. Hey, are you free next Wednesday? Hey, like you have not The only thing you have done is go in my number. That's it. Come on, bare
2: minimum talk. These are the people that you're telling me (laughs) (laughs) can experience a godlike love? Yes! Listen. This woman is literally saying, I gave you my number and I was attracted to you. Now, here are five things you must do to keep it. Look, you were not always at this level of consciousness that you're at today. Correct? I, you're absolutely correct. If we would have met you in your 30s. I would have sounded like that ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> but again, I went through a transformation. I I, I hit the wall that the, that you were talking about. Not everyone will. There are men who are, who are. I'm, I'll be 47. You mad? No, I'm not mad. You mad they not going to hit the wall? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be 47 next week. Okay. And I'm telling you, there are men who are senior to me mm-hmm. who will listen to that and think that's good advice. That makes sense. So you're saying they deserve what they get in relationships. That's exactly what I'm saying. Not only do they why deserve- Why are you worried about their past? Because, I, I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> because- Because
1: they share the streets with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, this is not for selfish reasons. <laughs> this is because we have to educate people to the le- the level of their competency. You can only their capacity, educate rather. the willing, though. Okay. But we, we it, it's like when, you, imagine you're at a high school. You're speaking at a high school. Right. And someone, the speaker before you says, everyone in this room has the ability to be whatever you want. Right. You can be a doctor. You can be a lawyer. You can be the president of the United States. Right. All you have to do is apply yourself and your dreams will come true. Right. You think that's good advice? Yes. To say to a bunch of teenagers yes, in high school. I do. So, that is irresponsible.
1: Okay, you give us your speech,
2: please. 10% of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll do whatever you want. (laughs) The rest of you need to be realistic about your life choices. And we need you. Society needs you. What's the difference between what you're saying Uh and that
1: famous scene in Malcolm X where the teacher is telling a young Malcolm That was racially motivated. That's totally different. That's totally different.
2: I'm saying that I'm not saying it's because you're black or because you're white. I'm saying you're an app. I'm saying we're not built. The same. You are spiritually inept. There will not be any happiness
1: for you unless
2: you do some serious work. Let's work within the bounds, the boundaries of your capacity.
1: So the fact that they do serious work is a conduit
2: to reaching this level of love. Absolutely, but for now, for now. (laughs) For now, you men the fry. That's it. You're going to be on fries. That's it. (laughs) You got it, Zoe. That's exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to my friend. It might not be yours, but he's mine. (laughs) My homeboy, Tony Massey. He's an author of relationship works as well as a famous chef. My guy, Tony Massey, is in here leading it. Somebody called it Love (laughs) GED. All right, here we go. Let's get these callers in here right now. Leroy from Inglewood, California. (laughs) Holla at us, brother. What are your thoughts?
4: (laughs) First of all, appreciate the show and the uh, humor after the break. Uh, Y'all finally got, like, on the same page, finally. Uh, This is the first time we got clarity in terms of kind of like where y'all talking. Uh, I want to make a statement and then ask a question. Is that all right, uh, dear brother Zoe?
1: Yes, sir. That's fine.
4: Yes. Uh, initially, when you first began, uh, it seemed like y'all having a separate conversation. Can y'all, uh, y'all rock? Wait wait, 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 is- wait. You
1: broke you up, Leroy. You got to say it again. she said, it seems like we were having a separate conversation and...
4: Yeah, it seemed like you're having a separate but similar conversation, but not quite the same thing. But when you came back from the break, like just now, commenting on that woman seemed like y'all got on the, close to the same page, so thank you for that. Um, I want to make a statement and then ask a question. Um, my, the statement I want to make is, in terms of definition, both of you two definitions of diet love uh, seem to be a little not the same, and uh, that didn't seem to be reconciled. So I did want to offer that one of the earliest conceptions of a definition of love was the same tool that you use in a garden or on a farm or on a ranch to till up the ground that then leads to the cultivation we call that tool a hoe today and the hoe is used to break up the ground and then that's an implication of hard work that leads to the planting and then the cultivating and then the protection and the growth and the de-weeding and the watering that eventually leads to the plant or the flower or the tree, and then we benefit from the fruit of that tree, that plant, that flower. And most of us are calling the fruit the love, when in fact the real love is the breaking up of the ground, the hard work. That's the definition, the or one of the earliest definitions I'm most familiar with. Second, my I statement, it. I would say, and and I would hope that you two would re-clarify your, your definitions of diet love, but my statement would be, my dear uh, brother Tony Massey, it seems like uh, Zoe is, if this was a competition, and I don't see it as that, but it's like he's outpointing you on linguistic sins, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: right? That ha- and sin meaning missing the mark, right? Not You're not close. But he's hitting you with linguistic sins by you're saying all and can't when, in fact, most and many and uh, very difficult or extremely difficult would put what you're saying right in the center line of what he might be seemingly trying to avoid right uh, and, and and then I I question brother Tony the placing of spiritual ceilings on people huh. just because of where they are at this stage in their development uh-huh right right I, I question that even though I have a feeling because you intimated it multiple times, there is a possibility there it just don't seem like... Uh, they're ready to take the helmet off on the bus, you know? Right. Uh, you know, okay. So I'm so, going to leave
1: that there, no, and I no. hope that you. Leroy, stay with us because you put okay. a lot on our minds. Yeah. And I want yes, Tony to respond to you oh, after
5: I, we come forward. When we come
1: forward, Tony versus Leroy, Englewood versus Houston.
5: My observation clinically has been for a couple to maintain their relationship without it deteriorating they have to spend 90 minutes a week together talking about their lives Hmm. about how the house is run about what they've all been doing to keep Hmm. their stories caught up right and then they need to spend at least one time having a date and two is better one is necessary two is better you can't aim for a lot more than that because you know Life is very busy, and yeah. if it's going to be sustainable, it has to be realistic. But they need to make time for each other twice a week and and talk in like in a non-romantic way, just practically, about the domestic economy and about everything that's going on. And that keeps people tied to each other and updated. And so that's sort of your minimal commitment level if you don't want things to deteriorate.
1: So... We've been having a discussion <clears throat> that ninety percent, ninety-nine percent of most relationships have a diet relationship. Yes,
2: and for cl- and for clarification,
1: diet love. Yeah, uh, diet forgiveness, right. diet understanding, diet right. empathy.
2: Right, it's missing all of the necessary parts to make it. Whole.
1: And you're yeah. saying the majority of the, <laughs> m- basically most people, the reason why they experience that type of you know, bare minimum kind of relationship is because they're somehow internally flawed. No, that's
2: I'm saying that they, they've reached their capacity.
1: All right. I need you to answer Leroy's question. I, I would love to. Leroy, Inglewood yes, back sir. in the building. Uh sir, yes, sir, that was a powerful question you delivered to us. And I want Tony to answer it, Tony, answer Leroy's
2: question. I will answer his question. <laughs> uh, what was the question? Who's the master? You don't remember? The no, question? I remember the question. Uh, I, 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 I'm, the first, the, the, the first, the first, the first, first and foremost,
4: a clarification yeah, of, of your definition of diet love. That's a. Okay. I think you just gave that, it, but it sounded more like you were saying malnutrition, malnourished love than actual diet love, but that's a, that's, I don't want to be picking at straws. I mean, uh, splicing hairs, but the the real question in this sense for you would be, uh, or, or something to address, I would say is this, I question the spiritual ceiling that you are placing on people relative to them being at this stage in their development, even though you have implied in other spaces that the opportunity for growth is there. The possibility of growth is there, but some kind of way you're still placing like, you're still holding them to the spiritual <laughs> See, it's all, it's almost like once in once in the once if you started off with the short bus with your name on the helmet, come on you're gonna stay on the short bus with the name on the helmet That's as opposed he to well perhaps the, perhaps if you just change the environment or or put rich dad in place of poor dad or you gave a different teacher then then that same person that started with the helmet on the short bus. Ends up being the you know the opera star, the NFL athlete, or the scientist, if they was exposed to a different catalyst that helped bring what's in them out of them, as opposed to people dumping in them, you know, a square peg, round hole type stuff. So I, I know that's more, but I think you can grasp
2: that. I,
1: we, I know you can handle it. We, got, we, got. we appreciate the context, Tony.
2: Uh, so first, yeah. di- when I say diet love, I'm t- the, the 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 love is the love causes may may call, cause malnutrition. But the love isn't malnutrition. So the love is void of all of the things that would make it whole. It's void of all of the the the
5: Wait, huh?
2: The difficult things.
5: So <laughs> wait, say
2: that again? I'm saying that the the, the love that, that when I talk about diet love, I'm talking about incomplete love. Love that is not whole, okay, right? All right. That's it's missing all of the elements that make it real love. Okay. And that's what I think most of us are operating with, right? Okay. So by definition, we can't call that love. No, you you still can call it love. It's just not love complete. Mm. So it's incomplete love. So love, it's can, not sustaining love. Wait, love can be incomplete. Absolutely. Come on, Zoe. No. Absolutely. You know no. that. No. So love has to be in, in its whole. If it's real, it's whole. I'm mean, going say real. So you're adding adjectives. If I'm it's talking about not love, if it's not real, it's not love. So so it has to be real, and in, in order for it to meet the definition of love. Yes. So nobody's experiencing love then. We said 99%, didn't we? It's not experiencing love? No. I thought we said that 99% were experiencing diet love. uh,
1: Yes, they're not. uh, It's not love. It's not love. This is semantics here.
2: Then let's stop using the word. What are they experiencing? (laughs) Attach attachment. Okay. I, I concede to that. There's can there codependency. Can, absolutely. I I will concede to that. What, so let me What here. he concedes. No, I will. I because you're you're right. Bend the knee. I'm not bending anything. <laughs> so let me address the second part. Let me address the second part. Because you bring up a good point. I'm not putting ceilings on anyone. What I'm saying Yes it, you are. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is, not every it is it is intellectually dishonest for us to sit here and and even pontificate the idea that everyone is capable or has the capacity to go to experience to have experiences at the level of of everyone else. Caller, answer his question.
4: Oh, okay, so if if I may because, you know, you're contradicting yourself at the same time you're giving confirmation hey, no, for the height of...
2: Yes, you, you are. are. How?
4: Wait, wait, I'm, wait, I'm this, with Leroy. Is my,
2: <laughs> you're playing antagonist.
4: Go ahead, Leroy. Can I share I'm sorry. My go ahead. Yes, please, please. Can I share my perception? That don't mean that that I'm all the way correct. Let me share my perception, if you don't mind, sir. Um, Just like you're doing. It seems like you're contradicting yourself while at the same time, inside of the contradiction is like you're, high, you're higher intellect than the answer you're giving right now. Mm. You've already shown that. Mm. Okay? the mm. Placing of spiritual ceiling mm. on people, I'm not here to tell you that that's wrong. I'm saying that it's limiting to people who, if they had a different type of teacher, a different type of exposure, a different type of, of, of uh, catalyst, then they could literally transform. By a renewing of their mind, exactly. exactly. If, and if, I the, had... if, if 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 it is true, like what you said, mm-hmm. if sexy red and Sukiyana with this old ratchet strip hop madness, wow, can then come into the light of Shaharazad Ali and Susan Taylor and Joy DeGruy Leary. Huh. and um huh. uh, queen afua huh. and then in 9 months after that level of exposure huh. turn into somebody radically transformed different and new then you would say oh wow sukiyana is not just and sexy red is not just but they have graduated towards the goddess man stage. you better speak up as on a result it. of are you really co so wait a minute the possibility I, is I, there but I, the exposure and the different type <laughs> of teacher and environment has not presented itself or they have not presented themselves to be uh, ready for that. And as a result, they're not growing. They're going down. They're, they're, they're going down and which is feeding into what you're saying. But I'm, I'm saying if they were exposed to the other opportunity, even if they didn't change the hundred thousand women that they're influencing would change mm. from Susan Taylor, mm. from Queen Afua, from Shaharazad Ali, from Joy DeGruy leary uh, you, you see what I'm saying? From from what's the name? Lynn Richardson, Lynn Calfani Cox, uh uh Tiffany alish Michelle Singletary. Their whole lives would be transformed if they was exposed to that in a healthy way. I'm not, not just the women, not just Sexy Red and, and Sukiana of the world and the strip hop queens of the world, the city girls of the world, but the women that they influence. Mm. If those women that they influence were exposed to that on a regular basis in a healthy way, then they would break out of the spiritual feeling that you place on them. You know
2: what
1: the whole problem is? Right, I mean, because... You know what the, you know what the I'm, problem I'm, I'm, is. Wait, wait, wait. am Le- Le- that out there. Wait, wait, wait. Leroy, hold tight. You are on complete fire, and you are, you are not roasting, to, you are not Tony, to to right to now. Break. You Listen, are not about to go to break. We got to come forward. Wow. We got to come forward. Leroy from Englewood, the city of champions, oh said he would not sit here and tolerate... You're besmirching of another man's spiritual ceiling. (laughs) It will not happen on the voice of reason. When we come forward, this most
6: heated
1: debate shall continue.
7: Many people, after they've been in a couple for some time, will privately admit that they are, in many ways, frustrated and disappointed by the person they've chosen to share their lives with if pressed for details, they will have no difficulty coming up with a list. Their partner, they might complain, is too loyal to their irritating family, or doesn't share their views on the layout of the living room, or never wants to go on camping holidays, or plays tennis every Wednesday evening no matter what, or doesn't like Moroccan food, or doesn't share their enthusiasm for 19th century Russian novels, or has a habit of adding actually to every second sentence when it's actually redundant. As the list gets longer, they sigh They still love their partner and they long to be happy together, it's just that it seems impossibly complicated to make this relationship work. What's driving the frustration is not that they've sadly fallen for an idiot as a mate. It's rather that we have all inherited needlessly complicated ideas of what a relationship is supposed to be for. We are told that love is meant to involve the almost total merger of two lives. We expect that a loving couple must live in the same house, eat the same meals together every night, share the same bed, go to sleep and get up at the same time, only ever have sex with or even sexual thoughts about each other, regularly see each other's families, have all their friends in common and pretty much think the same thoughts on every topic at every moment. It's a beautiful vision but a hellish one too because it places an impossibly punitive burden of expectation on another human. We feel the partner must be right for us in every way and, if they're not, has to be prodded and cajoled into reform. But there is another perspective. Relationships don't have to be so complicated and ambitious if we keep in view what in the end actually makes them fulfilling. If we boil matters down, they might really just be three essential things that we want from a lover. Firstly, kindness. A partner who is gentle with our imperfections and can good-humouredly tolerate us as we are. Secondly, shared vulnerability. Someone with whom we can be open about our anxieties, worries and the problems that throw us off balance. Someone we don't have to put on a good front for. Someone around whom we can be weak. Vulnerable and honest, and who will be the same around us? Thirdly, understanding. Someone who is interested in and can make sense of certain obscure features of our minds. Our obsessions.
1: Man, those three things he just asked for. How many people are really adept, adroit, at providing shared vulnerability, right? Kindness. understanding... And kindness. Most of our kindness is wrapped or couched in pretense. Right. We're being kind because we know kindness has a payoff. Right. Most people are not kind for the sake of kindness. Most people are not kind. At Um, all. Just. Oh, this is heavy. Leroy, can you get back in here and finish beating up? Uh. (laughs) Tony, because you're you putting hands on him. I, I, I had to call a quick standing eight. <laughs> I, could, I, I, I could keep going. I could keep Tony going. Tony was in the corner, and he wasn't fighting back, so I had yeah. to step in for yeah. a second. <laughs>
4: well, we, 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 we teach and learn together. We teach and learn together. Um, Tony is, is uh, incredible, amazing, and awesome in his own right, and, uh, and uh, what he has given us so far is extremely valuable. The, the only thing that I would uh, go back to is that uh, some of the language um, of the of the ceiling language in terms of all, as opposed to most and many or the word can't with with the heart, with the heart and tough. Right. Uh, that, that that says people in almost uh, un, unable to do. Right. Uh, I, I would question that in terms of uh, as opposed to, you know, extremely difficult would be more accurate. Uh, it's the same. There, there is no. There's no true love without sacrifice. And there's no appropriate love without
1: discipline. And I'm going to tell you this. Okay. If your significant other doesn't want to sacrifice in order to
2: deepen the bond, they don't love you. Agreed. So so let, let, let me do this. I can't do something and it's it's difficult to do something, right? One speaks to ability and one speaks to desire, right? And what I'm saying is there are most people can't do things because they lack the desire. And because of that, they never achieve the ability. They never achieve the competency. And I think it's, it's, it's not fair for us to give people false hope and and say that if you do this you could do that that's not true because even if i give you all of the resources that you need in order to accomplish the task it still relies on desire not only that we have to feed people where they are which is the basis of my whole argument Let's say that. But you don't want to feed people. No I, <laughs> no, I. didn't say I don't want to <laughs> feed people. I just said not everyone deserves to be fed. That's that's the difference. You said that, I, I, and I stand. So your on whole it. argument is couched in elitism. No, it's not. It's you're it's, basically
1: saying these people are flawed spiritually. They don't deserve to be happy in relationships. Th- no, they deserve
2: diet love. No, they, they that's because that's all that they can, they can, they can take.
1: They can muster.
2: Right. That's all that they can, uh, you know. So, f- for instance. Leroy, let's say, God forbid, God forbid, I was to lose all of my teeth. All right, wow. but I, I crave, I crave a steak. Now my teeth are gonna get fixed in three months. I got an appointment. They're gonna put all my teeth back Dude. in my head. What you're saying, Leroy, is that all I need is will, all I need is resources, all I need is opportunity, and and just a, a strong desire. And I can eat that steak. Yes. No, I don't have no, any I'm, teeth. No. Let me finish, Leroy. Leroy, Leroy, hold on, Leroy. Leroy, hold on,
1: hold on, Leroy. Let him finish his thought, and then I'll come right back to you.
2: Until oh, yeah, I, I didn't know I was interrupting. Until I get those teeth, my desire can will not match my capability. So I have to be fed in the interim. Uh-huh. So in the interim. I'm going to have to eat something that doesn't require teeth. I'm going to have to lower <laughs> my expectations and and, and consume until, until what you I can get to where you need to go. Exactly. I got you. Now, I may get to that appointment and decide, you know what? I'm good with the oatmeal. I'm good with the insurer. I'm good with drinking. I mean, I don't even, you know, I don't even want steak no more. So don't give me the teeth. Does that mean I no longer eat? No, it means that I have made a decision that I have reached the zenith of my capability and my desire, and that's where I need to stay. You telling me you can do more doesn't do anything for me if I don't believe it and I don't want it. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. Mm. We, it is it is intellectually dishonest to tell people you can achieve an agape love. So you're
1: saying most people deserve diet love. I-
2: Absolutely, because that's what they want for themselves. Leroy, do you believe that? Do you
1: believe that most people deserve bootleg, (laughs) (laughs) saccharine-laced love? What? I mean, it it seems like, you know
4: know what's crazy? He's saying these things out of love, and then he's discounting the very love space that he's offering them from. (laughs) I mean, what is this, man? I'm being benevolent, not loving. I mean, I mean. Brother, brother, I told you, I gave you my definition of love is rooted in one of the most ancient conceptions, which is the tilling of the ground. Most people don't like tilling no ground, but they want to enjoy the fruit that comes from the tree and the plant. And You see, they, they want the flower. They want the fruit. So they're willing to put the work in to get it. So the, let me let me stop you, Leroy. Are you suggesting that we wouldn't wait. have
2: trees without a ground being tilled? Wait, till?
1: let, me, let me jump in here. <laughs> Leroy, you're saying... Which I agree wholeheartedly. You're saying from the oldest, most ancient concept around love, meaning it's a garden tool used to till the ground. You're saying love is really rooted in uh, sweat equity. And sacrifice. Come on. And, lab- Is that and, what you- and yeah, labor and labor. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Sweat equity yeah. and sacrifice. Right. I've been saying it well, for a Tony long time. Said, by the way. Tony said the same thing, by the way, in different words. While disagreeing he said the same thing in different while, words. while at the same time disagreeing with us. But that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so your his own statements. Okay. Do you think, Leroy, if if we take your definition of love, do you think not my definition of love? Okay, the definition of love. Do you think... No, no, no. The, the most ancient definition of love I've been
4: able to find. Right. Well, however there you want to describe it, brother. Love, you described several of them, and most of them were deficient, the ones you described.
2: Okay. The the, the one we're going with is the, the, the garden hoe. The garden hoe love. Are we good with that?
4: Yes. Okay. I, I would say the tilling the ground. Let's say the
2: tilling the tilling of the ground. We the, will
1: use that. Now, yeah. Let Leroy, yeah. give yeah. us some air to respond.
2: <laughs> Hold yeah, on, right, Leroy. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. Do you think that every, every person has the capability and the desire to go through the process that it takes to experience that type of love? The
4: the answer is both a hell yes and a hell no. And most of it has to do with their level of exposure. And also, I agree with you so much, their desire at that time. One of the most beautiful explanations you gave was towards the beginning relative to the love of a mother. And but but before she was a mother, what was she?
1: A daughter. She could have been anything before. that.
4: <laughs> and then once she became the mother, she was willing to show that real love, that sacrificial love, that
2: disciplined love for the child. So what she are might not pe- never get to the mate? So what are the people who don't want to pick up the tool and till the ground? What do they experience in the interim until they get to the point where they're ready to till the <laughs> ground and go through the process that you describe? What do they get in the interim? They get what you've been describing. It, that's exactly what I've been saying this whole time. No, not everybody's going to till the ground. Not Tony, everyone's going to experience that's that type Tony, of love. Not, Tony, hold what, on. That's not what
1: you've been... Tony, hold on one second, Leroy. <laughs> Leroy and I just don't agree with you. We don't like the way you said it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leroy... We appreciate you Great bringing Inglewood, California, in the building. Inglewood! Hey, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call us at one 800 9 When I come forward, I'm going back to the phone lines. My people are on the phones. They want to talk about Tony's insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Tony says, Na-na-na-na. Hey, the V-O-R. The voice of reason back in the building. KBLA Talk 1580. We're having a riveting discussion. Tony basically says most people Maybe 99.9% <laughs> of all people are, are spiritually defective <laughs> and I <never> said that. <laughs> can't experience unconditional love, so they have to tolerate diet love. I, they have to tolerate the bare minimum. Diet love, if you're just tuning in, is my definition for the bare minimum. You're not getting... Uh, uh, unconditional understanding Unconditional compromise Unconditional forgiveness Unconditional love You're not getting that You're getting what I can give to you In this moment And Tony is saying That the majority of people Who
2: exist Who are in relationships Deserve to be where they are Until until they Reach a a, a moment of enlightenment Until they decide that this is not enough Then I say Work on what you got. It's enough. It's yeah. enough for you.
1: It's enough for you for where you are. For don't, where you are right don't now. Don't dream
2: bigger. No, dr- dream bigger. There's nothing wrong with dreams, but you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to sustain yourself. Just remember, it was a dream. <laughs> you have to sustain yourself <laughs> in the process. So you either walk away from relationships until you get to a place of understanding that what you've wanted and what you've desired has been uh, deficient. And it, it it isn't that there aren't any good men out there. It isn't that there aren't any good women. It's you. You're the problem.
6: Yeah.
2: And it's your definition of love, and that definition has been tainted by what you've what you've witnessed mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. It's it's been tainted by uh, social media, by by marketing, by advertising, all of these things. You you have allowed all of these outside influences to formulate your idea of love, mm-hmm. which is not sustainable. It's it's not even desirable, but it's what you keep asking for. Do you agree or disagree with my special guest,
1: Tony Massey, author of several relationship books? What are the names of those books? He's also a top-level chef, private chef. If you want to book him, you know, he's the guy. What's the name of the books?
2: Uh, (laughs) A Man's Guide to a Successful Affair. Unsolicited dating advice from an unqualified source. Ooh. And like Boaz, how modern day men can use the example of Boaz in courtship.
1: Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. We got callers on the line. They all want to talk. Let's get them in here. Mimi, Jacksonville, talk to us.
3: Wow, those book titles are something,
2: aren't they? <laughs>
6: <laughs> hey, Mimi. <laughs> hey.
3: hey, Joe. Hey, Tony. Hey, everybody. I just want to say, you, you threw me off with the book titles, but I'm back. Um, wow. I don't really believe in diets. I I believe in lifestyle changes. As a curvy woman, I just don't really do diets. I just, I am who I am. You know, just, you love it. And uh, <laughs> I do lifestyle changes. You know, like, I'm leaning into semi-vegetarianism. I'm just, I'm being honest. I'm being honest if you come over here it's curvy and it's all good
1: mm, okay
3: and if you don't like it you know where to go uh get a size two or
6: whatever mm.
1: <laughs> well thank you Mimi we appreciate the insight you brought Jacksonville Florida in the building if you want to bring your city in the building all you got to do is call us at one 800 9 let us get our brother Sean from Oakland California on the line Sean get in here Sean, yo, brother Sean, are you there? We lost Sean. Call us back, Sean. The number to dial, 1-800-920-1580. If your call is dropping, listen, call us back. The number to dial, 1-800-920-1580. Let's get Q from Los Angeles in here. Q, talk to us.
8: My brother, uh, blessings. to uh, each and every one of you and all the listeners. Bless him, brother. brother I-
1: I have to agree
8: with uh, uh, a brother's name, Tony. 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 Uh, The brother is right on point. If a lot of people want to believe in the Romeo and Juliet kind of love that has been sold to the... uh, after we've been indoctrinated into that concept, the brother Tony is right that not everybody has a desire or... Uh, the ability to go through those uh, uh, process has defined by society. It wasn't defined by the divine creator. It's society that has said that you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this. Now, nah, love is an instant thing. You don't have to go through that. That's how society has defined their concept of love as Romeo and Juliet. So I have to be uh, agree with the brother, brother Tony's views uh, on on this subject matter. Thank Bro- you, Q. brother
1: Q. We appreciate, appreciate the call. You. Long time no
2: here. Call are back resting, anytime. Why are you rushing, Q? We phone? gotta go, <laughs> Q. Holler back at you, dog. <laughs> you ain't got questions for Q? <laughs> I ain't got no questions for Q. <laughs> Great now, call, Q. Thank you for calling in, brother.
1: Great call, Q. Thanks for signing with Tony, but I ain't buying it. No, he's right. He's right. Yeah. Again, I am petitioning that we stop calling what ninety nine percent of what people are experiencing in relationships. I'm
2: petitioning that we stop calling it love. I, and I will sign that petition. I will second it, that. It's not love. It's it's, not. it's selfish. But it's. But it's it's the best that most of us can do. Wow, it's the best that most of us can do wow. because we've grown up in society in a society that has not prioritized love. So you say most people have a palate for swisher sweets. Yes, and not cigar. Absolutely. Now, okay, that's that <laughs> is a great analogy, Zo. That's what you're saying. So imagine, <laughs> imagine, Zo. I walk into the lounge <laughs> with a friend. Right, and I say, Yo, Zo, this is my partner, and I ask you what you're smoking. Like we always ask that question, what you're smoking on. And you hand my friend, because he's my friend, you hand him one of your coveted, so you know, one of your good, the ones you got to go up to the back of the humidor and get. Yeah. Right. Right. And and uh, you hand the cigar to this gentleman. He takes two puffs and puts it down. And then walks away after a long conversation because he's not accustomed to wasted that kind it. Of, he Ru- wasted it. Ruined it. Ruined the cigar for you. <laughs> Are you. Would you not have been better off just giving him a swisher and not trying to elevate him past his level of comfort or readiness? That's what I'm saying. So, but now if he wants to learn about cigars, then that's another that's process. another process. Yes, but where he is right now. He's not ready for the Olivas. He's not ready for the Monte Cristos. He's not ready for that. He he needs a Swisher. He needs a Swisher. He's <laughs> a black and mild. That's where he's at. A live Optimo. He'll be fine. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: you're listening to the Voice of Reason. We're going to give you a tutorial on how to have a black and mild styled love. <laughs> You 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 don't you don't need an arturo fuente love or a padrone love. All you're gonna do is waste it. You
2: waste it. You're gonna waste you're it. You gonna waste it. You don't know what high quality loving is. And, and and there's nothing wrong with learning about it, but I understand that your 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 appreciation for anything is limited to your capability to engage in it. So. That's how
1: competency works. So this is what I want people to do. I want people to go out and buy this book. The book is called The Eye of the Eye by Dr. David R. Hawkins, M.D. The Eye of the Eye. And when you buy that book, I want you to go to chapter 17, page 328 to 329. I'm sure you can read one page. (laughs) Says something very profound. Q called in. Leroy called in. A lot of people have a misconception of love. There's a misnomer. Right? They don't understand what it is. You get in a relationship. It feels good. Your partner feels good about it. You feel good about it. You think you're in love. But it's really not that. Right. Love, as I've always claimed, is synonymous with God. And if it's synonymous with God, you have access to God's agency. Sure. Within the relationship. That's my belief. Uh, the stuff that we're calling love, the thing that we're calling love, really is attachment, in my opinion. Yeah. Attachment styles, communication styles, upbringing, you know, attachment wounds, uh, ner- central nervous system, n- you know, you uh, Dating each other. Yeah uh, trauma bonding all of that shadow all of that And until you reconcile that you won't be free enough See you have to experience a certain level of internal freedom right in order to access The power of love ie God within yourself if you can't do that I agree then you're gonna have a different type of relationship uh, uh Dr. Hawking said this, love is misunderstood to be an emotion. Actually, it is a state of awareness, a way of being in the world, a way of seeing oneself and others. Love for God or nature or even one's pets opens the door to spiritual inspiration. The desire to make others happy overrides selfishness. Uh, the more we give love, the greater our capacity to do so. It is a good beginning practice to merely mentally wish others well in the course of a day in order to cultivate this love. Many people are not doing that. Love is a state of consciousness. It's not a set of behaviors or actions. And if you think it is, those things get old quick and you're going to see how long this relationship lasts. When we come forward, more from the callers because they're still ringing. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, the VOR back in the building. We've come full circle after having come forward. Tony Massey, tonight's topic is a heavy
2: topic, man. It's good stuff, though.
1: It is. It is. Tony is basically saying, you guys, until you do the work, you don't deserve the fruits
2: of love. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And and, and I want to address this real quick. I understand that my language is harsh, and I understand that I'm not using empathetic tone and delivery. No, but I, <laughs> but I do. I believe that that's what's wrong with uh, these conversations about love. We're trying so hard to placate people, and we're trying so hard to to focus on their feelings. At some point, we have to just be real with people. You're not, and say what you're not doing the work you don't deserve what you think you want and 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 that's okay that's okay but who okay. are we
1: to say that to them uh, people who have
2: okay <laughs> uh, i'm
1: not an expert uh, of their experience we're
2: not but we have done the work to go beyond the superficial right Ooh. and and i think that once you once you ascend to a certain level mm-hmm. however far your ascension is you have a responsibility to reach back but in reaching back, you have to be realistic about- Who you're reaching back to. And, and if they're able to come with you. Ah. Some people have to stay where they are, and that's fine. Mm. But this idea that everybody can go. That everybody can't go. Everybody
1: shouldn't go. Like the Bible, 144,000. <laughs> that part. It's 10 billion
2: people here right. now. <laughs> <But> only- <laughs> and it's been that way since <laughs> the beginning of time. <laughs> But in the defense of the people who so wrote you, the Bible, one hundred forty-four thousand seemed like a lot of people. So, <laughs> Tony is the prophet of relationships. i
1: I'm just and in his book, no, of I'm not. No, I'm revelation not. No. relationships. He's saying
2: he only taken one hundred forty-four thousand. <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> the the word billion didn't exist until the eighties. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we have to adjust for inflation. <laughs> oh my God! Let's get these callers in
1: here. Uh, Sean, Oakland, California, get in here.
6: Hey, brother! Uh, another great show, great callers. You know, here here's the thing, and you can you can uh, totally disagree and debate this through the end of the world. You're missing something. What love is, is when you have a child being born. I don't care who you are on the face of this planet. When that child is born, I don't care if you're a good person, a bad person, a kind of weird person, or a, a silly person, or a whatever person. That is love. You will never, unless you're a really bad person, unless you're like one of these people that don't care about anybody else, when your child is born, you are completely in love. And, I, you know, you can go ahead and tell me about what you think about that, but I'm telling you when that happens, uh, you are completely in love. And you should be because that is what you did along with someone else and you know and they could change the world or they can make the world not good i mean my whole point here is is that i think we're missing a point about the fact that um love that particular thing that we all talk about oh yeah it's real it's real. And so it, when you have a child, put, bring him into this world, then you know what love is. You, you really go. do.
1: There you go. He done told you, Tom. He done told you. Hey, Sean, we appreciate Great you, brother. Call,
2: Thank Thanks, you brother. for bringing
1: Oakland in the building. That was town business. He not playing with you. Ain't nobody playing
2: with you right now, Tony. I, you, Sean just described what love can be. But the idea that every single person who brings a child into the world experiences that is erroneous, and you know that. Is, is that <laughs> erroneous? It is. Not everyone experiences love because a child is born. If that's the case, then why do we have all of these chi- uh, uh, parentless children out there? So give me your top three reasons for why the majority of all human beings – are in a diet love relationship scenario? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Number one, they've never been challenged to try to go beyond the diet love, because it's satisfying. No one's ever challenged their idea of love, and so they accept that their idea of love is love. Mm. And the idea that I have to do more to experience more is a difficult concept for, I, I think, most people. I. In my, in my professional life, I'm a, I'm a trainer. I'm a training professional. And when I tell you the, the ability to achieve competency in any given task is a very difficult one if the person who is uh, uh, performing the task doesn't believe that they can do it. The only way to verify the transfer of knowledge is you either know something or you ha- you can do something. But even then, you have to believe that it's possible, right? So, to the first thing is you have to have, you 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 have to be, to believe that it's it's possible for you to experience it. Number two, you have to be exposed to it. Now, one thing I do agree with Leroy is that exposure is the number one uh, thing that prevents us to get from getting where we want to be or what we could be.
1: So, Leo. Le- Leroy touched the nerve No
2: he didn't touch I, I agreed with him But I what I don't agree with No he is- touched you up though No he didn't <laughs> Don't do that Don't do that um, He Chris Childs uh, Come on Come on Zell um, He
9: two-peached you he- No he all- didn't Yeah he did It's okay <laughs> Anyway
2: But I don't think exposure alone Is uh, Enough I think we are exposed to a lot of things that we'll never get access to. I mean, I live in L.A. now. I've never seen so many Bentleys and and, uh, Maseratis and all this other stuff. That doesn't mean I'm going to get one. Uh, I just I I now know it's possible, but it still relies on me in order to get it. And then the last thing I'd say is um, I don't think I don't think everyone is willing to do the work to sustain if they if, if they were to get that type of love. I don't think they're willing to do the work to sustain it. I, I'll I'll tell the quick stories. I know we got to go to break. Mm-hmm. The first luxury vehicle I ever bought was a Lexus GX seventy. It was a, a Lexus SUV, right? And I was so proud that I could afford that that truck. And, and I, I mean, I, I drove that truck everywhere, and I, windows down, music up, the whole nine. And then it was time for this the first oil change. So I took it to Jiffy Lube, mm-hmm. right? And the guy at Jiffy Lube said, "Yeah, you, you can't." I can't do the oil change here. You got to take it to Lexus for whatever reason. Take it to Lexus. They tell me the oil change is $450. What I learned on that day is what I want your listeners to know. (laughs) Just because you can afford something doesn't mean you can Can afford to maintain
1: it. Yeah. When we come forward, we go into Atlanta, Georgia. The phone lines are still popping. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR back in the building. My brother, Tony Massey, is in here. You know, he's been on one all night. He's basically saying, buckle up. Get ready for mediocrity. You're not putting no work in. You're not putting nothing in. So just get ready. Get ready for regular love. Diet love.
2: That's what you're telling us, it's right? Good enough for B. Absolutely. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> why would I? Why would I ask you to take on more than you're capable of appreciating? Wow. Why would I do that to you? That's not fair. Why would I do that to the person that you're in a relationship with? And 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 if anybody should be uh, co-signing what I'm saying, it's uh, women, mm-hmm. because I think that. Because women tend to mature faster than men, I think at least for some women, not all, uh, they get a glimpse of the love that we're talking about a lot sooner than men do. And I think that by if we can elevate them you know at that point of understanding or at least awareness or even exposure, then it'll elevate uh, men as well. Mm -hmm. because most of the time men will rise to the level of expectation that women have of them. You don't get anything because you don't expect anything. Interesting. Ooh. Ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, Nazarene
1: X has to join this discussion from Atlanta, Georgia. Nazarene X, get in here.
9: Hey, yo, man. Y'all been on fire (laughs) per usual. (laughs) Uh, Look, I'm going to just do it like this. Um, Pardon me if I misquote him, but again, just paying attention to a brother, uh, Miles Monroe. I heard him put love, oh, provide a simple definition of love, and he put it as being motion and service to benefit someone else. So it's tied into sacrifice and giving freely, but I believe that real part of it, the thing that differentiates it from being any kind of lesser version than the full love is the fact that within itself, it is not a selfish type of act and whatever doing or state of awareness that you're carrying. Um, even in terms of nature, I believe that was a great, um, premise to lay forth that y'all spoke to earlier. Um, In terms of nature, I believe, as you said, Uncle Zoe, with God being or love being synonymous with God, I also see nature being synonymous the same. Mm -hmm. So in nature, um, even with gardening or tending, when you watch the seasons and all of that, um, I believe part of one of the tasks, if you will, of the farmer is to give back the first fruits of your crop to nature itself. Not necessarily to consume it and worry about getting your direct nutrition, but again, it's just that giving of thanks or whatnot, being appreciated and immersed in the entire experience as, as it is. So I just think when you're doing something that's true to yourself and it benefits someone or a larger uh, way of life or a larger community than just you alone, then even in discovering yourself and tapping into your purpose and seeing how you can benefit others through doing what you feel called to do in that sense those type of things are where the real love is sourced from so those type of things you nourish yourself by just simply being a part of you're nourishing others and those that are in alignment they can be nourished by that just the same so everybody else i don't know is this whole you don't deserve it type of thing. It, it's mad funny when you really think about it, <laughs> but
6: <laughs> I, it,
9: is, it is just the awareness, like who's to really call it. I think it's just drilling down on like, all right, so what's this relationship about? What? How are we relating in the first place? Sometimes we'll even skip past that part. Like, I, I, what's, good, I'm sorry. What's
2: up? I, no, I, no, 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 I'm just, I think okay. that so many people, and I'm reading the chat and I'm listening to you. I'm think so many people are so caught up in the word choice, worthiness, mm-hmm. deserving, whatever. The reality is, is that if you have not, if you have not completed the, or at least started the work to recognize, well, what is the work? The the work is self self uh, actualization, mm-hmm. right? If you're still looking outward to get your needs met then no, you're not worthy Mm -hmm. because here's the thing, and and you don't deserve love because what you're doing is you're asking someone to fill a void that was created by you and can only be filled by you. So do I really think you deserve to be put into the wild huh. and 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 impact other people's lives. No, you are a ticking time bomb. You are toxic. You need to do the inner work first. Most of the people looking for love don't even love themselves. Mm. So yeah, I say the mm. word des- and I know it sounds harsh when you say, "Well, you don't deserve oh, this." It's harsh because we think that everyone deserves everything, but not everyone does. So what's the point of a meritocracy? If everybody gets, you know,
6: the,
2: the, the same. So, David, Doctor David R. Hawkins says it this way. He
1: says, the more fear we have on the inside, the more our perception of the world is changed to a fearful, guarded. Uh, oh, I didn't. Uh, I heard somebody. I just, <laughs> uh, guarded uh, perspective. To the fearful person. Uh, This world is a terrifying place to the angry person. This world is a chaos of frustration and vexation Uh, to the guilty person. It is a world of temptation and sin, which they see everywhere. We are what we are holding inside colors our world. Yes. If we let go of guilt, we will see innocence. However, a guilt-ridden person will only see evil. The basic rule is that we focus on what we have repressed. Mm. Now, <laughs> this leads uh, what you guys are saying right now is lined right up with that. Yeah. This is what the average person is experiencing. Absolutely. Uh, Nazarene X. Great call. Yes, sir. What's your final? You got 20 seconds. Wrap it.
9: Uh, if our relationships in that breath uh, were really about loving someone else, then I don't think arranged marriages would have had such a great impact. I believe the society that we live in has destroyed the family structure itself. So part of the environments that we're typically brought up in, they don't call for us to ask these uh, questions of ourselves. But gratefully, we have shows such as this one, The Voice of Reason, where we can all come through open our minds open our hearts to soak up this game apply this wisdom this has been a fire show i appreciate it straight like that
1: Mm, thank you brother we appreciate appreciate it thank you thank you thank you tone (laughs) your final thoughts my friend Uh,
2: my final thoughts is if you if you truly want to experience love in the way that you that it, it was designed to be experienced then start with yourself Mm -hmm. If you can truly love yourself unconditionally, if you can look yourself in the mirror every single day, and even if you don't like what you see, you can love what you see and embrace it, Mm -hmm. that's when you're worthy and deserving of expressing and receiving love from other people. Until then, do not force people to put, put themselves in situations that they're not ready for and you're not ready for, because that's the opposite of love. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: I'm Zoe Williams, and I agree with absolutely none
2: <laughs> of what Brother Tony is talking That's about. not true, because I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: seriously, though, I thought tonight was a very interesting topic because it did cover some of the things that we talk about, some of the themes we cover. You know, a lot of people are adverse to doing the work. They're adverse to going inside. And what we did in a jokingly uh, kind of way here was to basically say these are there are a lot of things we do that hold us back from achieving what we say we want. Uh, A lot of people are very clear. If you want real love, you're going to have to sacrifice to get it. And I always say you got to sacrifice your ego. That's the first thing that should be sacrificed. Your ego. It is your ego that keeps you fearful. It is your ego that keeps you selfish. It is your ego that keeps you, you know, wanting to win all the every time. Right. Win every argument. And trust me, love is a fruitful state of consciousness and it's rarefied, but it's worth it. Absolutely. We started the conversation. It's up to you to finish it. I'll be back next week with another slew of topics. We appreciate everybody for tapping in and tuning in. I'm the voice of reason. I'll see you next Monday.